Well, I want to talk to the other side of that tonight, which is speaking things into existence. So there's two things that we can face. We, we face ob obstacles where we know where we're trying to go and we're trying to get someplace and there's a mountain in front of us. And Jesus said, if you'll speak to that mountain, that mountain will be thrown into the sea. You can cause that mountain to be moved. And obviously that mountain is, is, is in your way or you wouldn't want it to move. But the other side of that is, is where we need to see or want to see something happen in our lives or, or want to see something take place and we don't see it and we need to speak it into existence. So I want to give you some scriptures tonight about that because how many know that, that that's a lot of the battle in our lives is, is speaking words of faith. It's believing it here, but before you can speak it, it has to be here. And when you speak it, it has to be here and not here. So I want to show you some scriptures. Let's go to Romans chapter 4. And, and many of you or most of you know the story tonight of Abraham and, and Sarah. And God said he was going to be the father of many nations. And they were old. Just breaking it down and making it simple. They were not in any way possibly, possibly close to being in childbearing age. Either one of them. And we know that he had a promise and God said, you, you're going to have a, a child and that child is going to uh, be a son and that son is going to be uh, the, the, you know, the, 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 the offspring and the seed of many nations. And so we, he understood that, but then he had to go through a whole bunch of walking. And that's what we're, we're touching here in Romans chapter 4, verse 13. For the promise, and that was what I just told you, that he would be the heir of the world was not to Abraham or his seed through the law, but through the righteousness of what? Shout that word out. Faith. faith. We, we move tonight not by, by sight, but by what? Faith. Everything we are and everything we do is faith. We have to learn how to move in the realm of faith. And, and how many know that if you're talking about faith... Then, then that means that I'm wanting to have something that I don't have or see something that I don't see. Because if I, if I saw it or had it, I wouldn't need faith. Y'all with me? Right? Isn't anything that we believe for in the kingdom of God something we cannot see? It's invisible. It's something that, because if I, if I had this towel and I, and I knew, I would say, I want a towel, but I have it. I don't have to have faith for it. It's in my hands. But if there's something that I don't have, I have to have faith to believe that I can have it even though I don't see it. And so we're going to learn tonight how we can speak things by faith into existence. So we see that he says, the seed did not come to him through the law, but through the righteousness of faith. Verse 14, for if those who are of the law are heirs, faith is made void and the promise made of no effect. Because the law brings about wrath. And where there is no law, there is no transgression. Now continue to read this. He says, therefore, verse 16, it is of faith that it might be according to grace so that the promise might be sure to all the seed, not only to those who are of the law, but also to those who are of the faith of Abraham, who is the father of us all. And it is written, I have made you the father of many nations, in the presence of him whom he, what? Believed. God, now watch this, who gives life to the dead and calls, and I want you to underline this or highlight this, is the, this is the gist of the, of the sermon, and calls those things which do not exist as though they were. Things that do not exist 
as though they were. That is faith. It's saying, and it's not a hocus-pocus thing. It's not a rub-the-genie thing. It's not, that's not what God's talking about here. But he's, he, we, under, we are going to understand, and I'll, and I'll show you some, some, some examples in Scripture. But if we started in Genesis, we know that the world was created by words. God spoke the word, and the word became flesh. So obviously that's John 1. But he spoke the word and light came. He spoke the word and the earth was formed. He spoke the word and animals became life. He spoke the word. Everything that happened in Genesis was spoken. Everything. Think about that. Why would we be any different today? And this is where we miss out a lot of times. This is why a lot of times we're not walking in the realm that God wants us to walk in because we don't speak enough by faith. We don't, and, and this is not a name and claim it thing. It's not, that's not the attitude. There are people and in, 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 in preachings and things that have twisted that. and made, That's not it. We're speaking by faith something into existence that does not exist, meaning I believe for this even though I can't see it. I believe that God's going to do this even though I don't see it. Now here's an example. Here's, here's a, a, a famous verse. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. That's a speaking of something that does not exist into existence. You're speaking that and believing that I can do all things through Christ. You're saying that by faith with absolutely no evidence of it. I'm going to get what I'm saying. We have to learn to speak words of faith. And, and, and I want to throw this in here right now because it's a very important verse. You could go a different direction this, with, with this and, and talk about how important our words are, but we know that Proverbs 18.21 says, Life and death is in the power of the what? Tongue. Okay? So he says, with our mouth we can curse, with our mouth we can bless. And we know that uh, last couple of weeks we were talking about the heart and whatever's in the heart comes out of my mouth. But think about this. It, it's, not a, it's not a mental, psychic uh, thing it's a godly thing where we understand that if I speak something and I say you know I'm, I'm gonna fail I don't think I can do this I don't think this is gonna work out I don't think I'll ever do that I don't think I'll ever have this I don't think I'll ever go there I don't think I'm able to how many are following me when you're saying those words Proverbs says you're speaking them into existence now stop right there for a second and, and begin to say, man, Lord, maybe I need to be careful with the words I'm speaking into existence about myself, about other people, about my situation, about the things that I'm facing. Goes back to that thing. Am I talking to the mountain or am I talking about the mountain? So we have to be really careful to understand that when we speak something, Faith is connected to that, and sometimes we don't realize it. You know sometimes you can have more faith for something negative than you can for something positive? Think about it. How, how much conviction do we have when we say, I'm just never going to amount to anything? How much conviction in our spirit and faith do we have when we say, you know, I'll never have a, a, a better job? Right? There's a conviction there. There is a belief there that somehow is greater than the belief that God wants me to have a good job. I'll never, you know, I, and listen, you might say, I don't say, but we do. I don't, I'll never have the marriage another person has. I'll never have the relationship so-and-so has. I'll never have the car so-and-so has. I'll never have the relationship with God so-and-so has. Do you realize how much we speak into existence without recognizing it, but on the negative side? 
right? This is something where we have to really think, man, I am. You, as I said that tonight, and it says speak it into existence, you might think, well, do I do that? All the time. All the time. But I'm thinking, man, I want to be careful that I'm not speaking negative into existence. How many know it's easy to do? Right? Because it's easy to see the negative because negative's all around us. It's easy to see the failure. It's easy to see the lack. It's easy to see the problem instead of the solution. And we need to begin to learn that as Abraham did, he, he, he believed by what God said, not by what he saw. He believed what God said, not by what he felt. You go through that whole story of Abraham, and it's, it's, an, it's, it's an awesome message and an awesome thought because you can go over and over and again where he's just you know, going through that motion of taking his son to, to, to kill him because God said to, and all the things that are going through his mind, I believe that even though Abraham was walking uh, in, in that place and thinking, man, this maybe thinking in his heart, in his mind, man, I don't know how this is going to work out, but at the same time, he was speaking to himself. How many know, you, some people say, oh, they talk to themselves. We all talk to ourselves. We shouldn't do it in public, but we all talk to ourselves. Have you ever heard somebody say, a person talks to themselves? Everybody talks to themselves. We're talking, we're having a conversation with ourselves because we're talking ourselves in or out of a situation or in or out of doing something. You know, we do it all the time. It's not, it's not cra cra crazy. It's not local. It's just, it's just what we do. Right. Like I said, don't do it. At, you know, when, if you recognize you're doing it, stop when people are around. OK, that's when it gets weird. All right. I mean, I knew a guy like that in Costa Rica. One of my basketball friends was like that. Everybody knew him for like he'd just be having a conversation with himself in public. Don't do that. But we all talk to ourselves. And, and I think more than we realize, we're speaking things. We're speaking things. Right. How many are catching this? We're speaking things into existence. And we know that another side of that is how many things, things people spoke over us that we need to rebuke. So, so you have a word spoken over you. Uh, again, going back to our childhood, our teenage years, growing up. Man, you, your boss, somebody. Man, you're, you're this, you're that. We have to speak back, not to them, but in the spirit and say, no, I'm a child of God. No, I'm, I'm, I'm creating God's image. No, this is who I am. No, this is what I'm going to do. I can do all things through. And we have to combat those words with life. Okay? So he says again at the end of this verse, God who gives life to the dead. What a powerful verse. And calls those things which do not exist as though they were. Now, someone might say, well, see, God calls them. Yes, but God uses us. God uses us. If you would say that, then you say, okay, then God uh, evangelizes and God does this. You know, God, no, he says we speak. We're his mouth. We're his hands. We're his feet. We, we speak what he speaks through us. Okay, so we have to learn to speak these things into existence. Let's go over to 2 Corinthians. Go over uh, just a few chapters over from Romans, 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Give me an amen when you're there. I want to have a few minutes of prayer in a minute at the altar where you can put this into practice for your life tonight. We're all, always, when we, when we have church, we're always doing it corporately. We're speaking life over our church and what God wants us to do as a body. But I want you to speak some things into existence in your walk tonight according to the scriptures. 2 Corinthians 4 and verse 8. Give me an amen if you're there. 
We are hard pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus, that the life of Jesus may be, may, be, may be manifested in our body. For we who live are always delivered to death for Jesus' sake, that the life of Jesus would be manifested in our mortal flesh, so death is working in us, but life in you. Do you understand what that means? That means every day that goes by, you're dying physically, but you are living spiritually. You're, every day that goes by, you're one day closer to your expiration date in this physical body. But at the same time that you're going backwards in the physical body, you're going forward spiritually because you're getting one day closer to living eternally. And that's good news if you believe in Jesus. That's not good news for a lost and dying world. That's not good news for people who have no hope. But for us, every day that goes by... I'm one day away, one day closer to death physically, but I'm also one day closer to life spiritually and being with Jesus. Now watch this. What did I leave off? What verse? 13. Let's go to 13. Since we have the same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I be, watch this, I believed and therefore I what? Spoke. And we also believe and therefore speak. Knowing that he who raised up the Lord Jesus will also raise us up with Jesus and will present us with you. For all things are for your sakes that grace, having spread through the many, may cause thanksgiving to abound to the glory of God. There is something that happens in us when we grab the gospel and let it come through us and we speak it into existence. We speak into life. You know, you can wake up in the morning and say, I'm going to have a victorious day today. The devil's defeated. The devil's under my feet. I'm going to walk in victory today. Or you can wake up and say, oh man, you know, it's, it's, here's the thing. You say, you say, oh, good Lord, morning. I mean, good morning, Lord. Or you say, oh Lord, it's morning. Right? You choose. Oh, Lord, it's morning. Or good, good morning, Lord. There's a big difference right there. You wake up and you say, uh, this is going to be a horrible day. You know, it's raining outside. Man, I got to do this. I gotta, man, it's going to be a bad. You've already spoken that, that thing that's not into existence. You've already spoken your bad day into existence by the, by the, by the circumstances that you think you're going to face. But you can instead say that I believe... That God has ordained this day to be a day of victory. I believe that I'm going to walk in faith today. And I'm not going to walk by what I see. But I'm going to walk by what I know. And that God has me. And God's not going to let anything happen to me that I can't handle. And God's not going to give me more than I can handle. And I trust Him. And I walk in Him. And you just make them statements. And, and you can also do the best thing you can do. Which is speak those words in prayer. And, de and declare, Lord, this is a good day. This is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Just think about when you begin to speak those things into existence, how much better your day is going to go. And it might not seem like the circumstances change, but your attitude does. Amen? Your attitude does. Because you've already spoke life over your situation. Now watch this. 
8, verse 16. This is what I wanted you to really see. Therefore, if you see all those verses, you know, go back to 8 for a second. We're hard-pressed. We're crushed. We're in despair. We're forsaken. Those are some, some difficult words. But he says, but we're not. We're not. We're, we're, we're crushed. We're hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. We're persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. You know, you could, you could take those things and say, I see, you know, I see with my eyes defeat, but I'm not going to accept that. Right? You don't have to accept it. It's like when someone gets a bad doctor's report. Talked to my friend again yesterday in Colorado, who I said my, my, her husband passed away a couple years ago. Very dear friends of mine. She found out her daughter has stage four cancer. She's got it in her liver. She's got it in her lungs. She's got it in her colon. It's everywhere. But she said on that phone with me, because I asked her for a report and I asked her for an update, she said with a conviction in her heart, I'm not letting my daughter die. My daughter's not going to die. I'm not believing the report of the enemy. I'm going to speak life over her. Jesus is going to heal her. Those are words that you are speaking into existence that are not there, but she says, I'm not going to accept the report of the Lord. Right? You can either accept it and say, yep, yep, my, my wife's got stage four cancer. My wife's going to die. My, you can speak those words or you can say, no, I'm not going to accept those words. I'm going to believe the report of the Lord. And you say, well, some of those people die. Yeah, but you can still, they can go to their death believing. Still credit to them as righteousness. They might die with that cancer, but they go believing that they're going to be healed. They're not going to lay down and just take it. They're going to fight. And, and, and it's not, so that's, does that make sense? It, if, that, if that lady has faith and her daughter dies, is that, does that take away her faith? Zero. Zero. She gets credit for having faith and not believing what she saw, but believe, what she saw physically, but believing what she saw spiritually. Amen. That's the truth. That's the truth. So sometimes we think, well, what, what if they don't get healed? What if I had faith, you had faith, God saw the faith. Amen. So he says, we don't, verse 16, we do not lose heart. Very similar to what Jesse was saying at the prayer. We, we wait, we don't faint, we run. He says, we don't lose heart. Now watch this. Even though our outward, this is verse 16 of 2 Corinthians 4, even though our outward man is perishing. That's what I just said. That, that woman is saying, I, I have a physical doctor's report that says my daughter's going to die real quick. But I'm not going by what I see on the outside. I'm going by what my God says I can see on the inside. Our outward man is perishing. And you know what? In a sense, church, we all have stage four cancer. We're all dying. We're all going to die. We're all every day that gets closer to our expiration day. Some just get there faster. Do you understand that tonight? I know I didn't get a very big amen, but it's a fact. You're one day closer to death than you were yesterday. But like I said, if you know Jesus Christ, that means you're one day closer to glory and eternal life with Jesus. Amen. That's what, that's what our hope is. We don't have, we're not hopeless like this world. We have hope. We have hope that Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins. And listen, some people just get there faster. They just get there faster. They don't have a choice when. You don't have a choice when. I don't have a choice when. I was talking to a guy. Remember when I was just mentioning the other day um, 
how, how fast people can die. I, and I talk about that at altar calls. So I was witnessing to a guy on Monday and, and telling him about my friend that died because he was a young, young man, about 20. It was that same kid that's, that uh, I met that's, that's uh, got a scholarship to go to college. So I met his dad. I, I'm going to throw his testimony out there real quick. I met him Saturday. And then uh, I, God, God used me to make an impression on him. So he showed up Monday from Frisco and brought his dad so I could meet his dad. And his dad's in the government. I don't know exactly what he does. But we were talking, and he brought him all the way over there to meet me. I don't know if he, I'm praying he's going to come into church. But he's, I, I told his son, who's 20, it's about my friend who died at 27, just dropped dead of a heart attack. He said, you hear about the boy that just died yesterday? And I said, no. He said, a 12-year-old boy was standing out in his yard, and a bullet came out of nowhere, hit him in the head, and killed him. A bullet from the sky. 12 years old. From the sky. You know what that means? Any day, any moment. We, we can make plans all day long. That kid, how, how, how often does that happen? Very rarely. But that kid was in the wrong place. The wrong, it was his time. It was his moment to, to go into eternity. How many understand that the moment that's your time, there's nothing stopping it? There's nothing stopping it. So that's why we can have the faith to say, you know what? I'm not going to believe that report. I'm going to pray against that because God's going to move according to your faith. And this is, this is kind of a revelation right now if somebody's grabbing it. Because a lot of times we're more concerned with the person we're praying for than the work that God is doing us to believe for the person who needs the miracle. That mama does not want to lose her daughter like she lost her husband. And she has absolutely zero control over when that daughter's going to die. The daughter could get in a car accident, God forbid, way before she ever dies of cancer. But she's saying, I'm going to control what I can control with my words. And I'm going to speak into existence those things that are not as though they were. I have a, a cancer pro report, but I'm going to speak life. It's, I, right now, it's not a good prognosis, but I'm going to speak the life of God. How many know we need to start speaking the life of God over people more than what we see in their lives? We need to speak faith over them. We're all guilty of seeing somebody say, oh man, they're so messed up. Why don't we start saying, God, I, I believe in Jesus' name you're going to change that person. I believe in Jesus' name you're going to transform that person. I believe in Jesus' name you're going to give that person a revelation that they can change. Well, well, how would the world be if we would begin to speak things that are not as though they were? It says, so he says, we're lose heart, don't lose heart. Our outward man is perishing, verse 16. Yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. This is getting older, and inside we're getting younger. Isn't that awesome? Amen? Outside, getting the older people can say amen, right? Anybody that's over 20, you get, grasp that and thank God for it. We're getting older on the outside, but we're getting newer on the inside. Because, again, we're closer to eternity and forever. Now watch this, verse 17 and 18 as I begin to close. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Do you have the right perspective tonight in your life about life in general? Do you see other people and realize they have it worse than you? You want to you you begin to walk victoriously? Stop looking at your problems. 
and the things you're going through and start paying attention to the people who are struggling around you and you will realize you do not have a life as bad as you think you do. That was a good place to say amen. It's the truth. It's perspective. I was walking out of Walmart yesterday and saw a lady who was, was not any older than her late 30s maybe in one of those carts that you drive. Barely able to walk. She was young looking. No, no strength. Gra- trying to grab her bags. I was going to ask for help, but she was putting the last one in. Just barely, just moving, moving like a 90-year-old. I don't know what she had. She had something. She was, not, she, was, she was sick. And I looked at her and I said, God, thank you for that. I have legs that I can walk on. Thank you that I'm not in that situation. You know, you, you need to look at someone else and stop looking so much at yourself. Because even if you've got it bad, somebody has it so much worse than you. And we can speak life over our situation instead of just accepting everything. Amen. Now watch this. Verse 18. While we do not look, pay attention, while we do not look at things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporary, and the things which are not seen are eternal. This goes back, as I close right now, this goes back to Sunday morning's message. We're caught up in what we see. We're caught up in what I need. We're caught up in what I can get. We're caught up in, 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 what, in me, 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 me. And Jesus says, hey, your perspective's wrong. Stop trying to live for you. Die to you. And waste your life on me. And when you begin to have the eternal perspective in life, and you begin to understand that the things that I see with my eyes don't matter, but what is unseen matters, it changes everything. And we begin to understand that the, if you think about it, the real world is unseen. I left the rope out there on purpose. I'm going to leave it out for a while. I probably should put it right here. That whole entire rope is just a symbol of eternity. And that's our life right there, that tiny little thing. We need to be able to see the unseen. Last Wednesday night when I was preaching in in Carrollton, I preached the message, winning the unseen battle. We have to win the unseen battle. And the way you win the unseen battle is speaking over the battle, not by what you see, but what by God says you can see. Remember, Remember that message, guys? Do you remember when I preached it not too long ago here? Where we, we t- talked about uh, the, all the armies coming around. And, 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 and uh, Elijah, Elijah prayed, or Elisha, I don't remember at this moment which one it was. I, and I get it mixed up in Spanish even worse. But I, I, I'm telling you, it's so hard. And he says, he says, I pray that, Lord, you'd open their eyes, open his eyes so he could see. And then he opened his eyes and all of a sudden he saw all the chariots of God and all the angels of God and all, the, all around. That's what we, we have to understand. This is not a visible thing. It's a spiritual thing. And if you don't begin to understand it's spiritual, you're going to stay in the physical. And if you stay in the physical, you're only going to have what physical can give you. But when you be, get beyond the physical of what you see and begin to see the spiritual realm and begin to see eternity, it begins to change perspective. It begins to change your life. You begin to understand there's more to this life than just this thing we see. And we're, we're making an eternal, eternal difference. Musicians, you can come. Bow your heads tonight if you would. Speak it into existence. Death and life 
are in the power of the tongue. As you, as you bow your heads and close your eyes right now and you begin, we need to learn how to close our eyes and, and, and see things spiritually that we can't see physically. If you don't think this is important, why do you think God said in his word, the just shall live by faith? Why do you think he said in his word, we walk by faith, not by sight? Because it's a spiritual thing. It's something I have to learn to do. I have to, I have to do what Elijah did in the Old Testament. He said, help him see what he cannot see. If you stay looking at what you can see with your physical eyes, you're not going to have the victory God has for you. But oh, you'll make the devil mad quick. And you'll have the demons of darkness raging if you begin to see the spiritual. And you begin to speak things that are not as though they were. And you begin to speak life over things that are dead. Instead of just talking about that negative thing and saying what we already know and saying, yeah, that's just so bad. And so, you know, we look at this world as your heads are bowed and eyes are closed and you're listening. Listen, listen to this idea. We look at this world. Oh, this world's so messed up. Yes. Does that help it? Does it make it better that you recognize how messed up the world is? What does that do? Oh, everybody's so lost. It's true. It's a fact. But am I helping by, do, by saying that? Man, this world's messed up. Instead of God, I believe that there can be a move. I believe there can be a revival. I believe that, man, Denton's Denton, so jacked up, Denton's lost. But I can speak life. And I can catch myself. It's easy to do that. It's easy to look at, man, they're so messed up. Man, they, oh man, it's, it's so easy to do that. We gotta stop ourselves. We gotta say, Lord, Help me to see them like you see them. Your family, your friends, your coworkers, people you do business with, people we run into at the store. God, give me eyes to see these people like you see. Let me have faith. You know God has faith for us. God believes in us. God believes in us when we don't believe in ourselves. I thank God that when I fail and I mess up and I'm not the man God wants me to be, he still believes in me. He doesn't give up on me. So I want to learn to be like him. I want to learn to not give up on people. I want to learn to speak life over people. Lord, help me to speak life over this city. Help me to speak life over the lost. Help me to speak life over, over finances. Speak life over my body. Speak life over my church. Speak life over everything. Help me learn, learn to know that I can speak things into existence. And actually, not that I can, I do. Let me rephrase that. I do. You do. We already speak things into existence. The question is, what are we speaking? If we're speaking negative, we're going to eat those words. We've got to speak positive. We've got to, we've got to speak life. Because he says life and death are in the power of your tongue. So maybe you speak death over your job. Man, I'm, just, I'm at the same job. I have the same pay. I have the same this. I have the same that. Lord, I'm going to stop doing that. Man, my kid is so messed up. Man, my, 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 my friends are so lost. Instead of, instead, of, instead of confirming the obvious, why don't we learn to speak something of life over these things? And I'm not, I'm not saying this in a way that I don't. We all do it. I'm challenging us all 
to learn the power of speaking those things that are not as though they were in a godly way and in a good way in a way that's going to help people in a way that's going to build people up as we stand to our feet tonight how many all over this place have never spoken the most important words that you could ever speak which is this Jesus I believe you are the son of the living God if you're here tonight and you have never confessed Jesus Christ you know the Bible says how do I get saved the way we are saved and have a ticket to heaven is through our word of confession it says if you confess with your mouth and believe that Jesus Christ is Lord you'll be saved so we're not even saved without speaking something that is not as though it were our very I, I got to get you to understand that our very existence tonight has to do with believing in something we cannot see we believe Jesus died on the cross we weren't there we believe he lived a perfect life we weren't there we believe he stayed in the grave three days we weren't there we believe he came out of it alive we weren't there to touch his hands and feet and we believe that he rose that he, that he ascended into heaven and he's at the right hand of the father we weren't there for any of that so sometimes you think man i don't have very much faith well you do have more faith than you probably think because you believe all that and you've never seen it so if we can believe something that happened two thousand years ago why can't we believe for something today why can't we believe for something to happen next week we can't how many tonight can say, you know, I've never said that prayer? I don't know if, if, if a bullet hit me on the top of the head today where I'd spend eternity. But I want to know. You can know. Nobody has to leave this place tonight not knowing. And, and, and I don't say that to scare you. It's just a fact. We don't know what tomorrow brings. We don't know what tomorrow has. If you're here and you say, I'm not sure and I want to know tonight, would you just put your hand up and put it back down? I want to pray for you right now. All over this place. God bless you. God bless you. How many more? All over this place. I don't know. I'm not sure. Am I saved? Am I lost? You know, I asked this young man on, on last week, where, where are you going to go when you die? What are you going to do when you die? I said, he began to talk about things he wanted to leave behind. No, I said, no, no, no. Not what are you going to leave behind? Where are you going to spend eternity? That's the question. You, if, if anybody can come to me and give me a more important question than that one right there, I'll wait all night. There's no greater question than where are you going to spend eternity? Where are you going to go when you die? That's why the church exists. That's why we're here tonight. The lights are on. The AC's on and we're gathered so that people can know Jesus. They can know that they're saved. And the way you're saved is by faith. Maybe you're here tonight and you, you're backslidden. You believe, but you are not lit, lining your life is not lined up with the way God wants you to live your life. You've, you're in sin. You're living a habitual sin. You're maybe in rebellion. You've gone cold. Whatever it is, you need to come back tonight and say, Lord, I'm sorry. I repent. The Bible says there's times of refreshing that comes when I repent of my sins. How many could say, that's me? Would you pray for me tonight? I need to get back with the Lord all over this place. I quickly want to ask you as you're standing there, if you raised your hand and you meant it, I want you to step out quickly to this altar. I want to, I want to pray with you. Just step out real quick from right where you're at. 
So several hands went up. I'm not going to beg. I'm not going to pull. I'm just going to give you an opportunity to come forward. I'm going to pray tonight. Amen. God, God sees the heart, the intention. And I'm going to confess Christ as my Lord and Savior. I don't want anybody to walk out of here tonight and someday be in eternity and say, man, why didn't I go? Why did I stay back? Don't care what people think about you. Care what God thinks about you. He's the only one that matters. So we're going to say a prayer tonight. This is, this is, how many know this is why we exist? This is why the church is open. So people can get saved. Saved from what? Hell. Eternity without God. Darkness. Weeping and gnashing of teeth, the Bible says. Whether this world wants to believe it or not. Oh, that's so fire and brimstone. No, it's so Bible. It's so Jesus. Oh, I want to preach that fire and brimstone. Then don't preach Jesus, because he said it. Where the worm does not die and the fire does not go out. People need to know what they're saved from. It ain't saved from persecution or a tough life. It's saved from hell. Jesus died so we can go to heaven. He has an awesome plan for us. He doesn't want anybody, he doesn't want anybody to perish. But that all would come to everlasting life in knowledge of Jesus Christ. Let's pray all over this place. Lord Jesus, thank you from the bottom of my heart for your mercy and your grace. Because that's why I'm here. Jesus, I love you because you first loved me. I believe tonight in my heart and confess with my mouth without seeing you physically that you are who you say you are. You're the son of the living God. You came in the flesh. You lived a perfect life. You died a perfect death for me. I believe that. I'm a sinner. I need forgiveness. I ask you to wash me clean with your precious blood. Tonight, I want to start a new life. It's not about me. It's about you. It's about what you did. It's about the purpose you have for me to touch others. Jesus, write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And I confess tonight because of your word that I'm a new creation. All the old things have passed away and behold all things have become new because of your precious blood that you shed on the cross for my sins. And devil, I don't live for you anymore. I'm not yours. I've been bought with the price. Leave me alone. Get out of my life. Stop tormenting me. Stop lying to me. I'm a child of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Let's give the Lord a hand because the Bible says the angels are rejoicing in heaven. Amen. Make sure she gets a book too before they leave. Let's open up the altars tonight as they begin to sing. What, what do you need to speak into existence? What thing is not there that you want to be there? What mountain is there that you need to be removed? Just